they say that Dutch kids are the happiest kids on earth. I think it's because of the bicycle. Because it, once you have a bicycle, you can cycle away from your parents. It's easier to become in contact with people. There's no carbon footprint, of course. Cycling is more than transportation, it's transformation. It's transformation of society. Привет and welcome to the Strzelka Institute podcast. In the next half hour, you'll hear a talk by the Amsterdam bicycle mayor, Caroline Borma. Since 2018, Caroline has been working in synergy with Lotta Kroc, an eight-year-old junior bicycle mayor of the city. And in this lecture, she will share her experience on joining efforts with kids and dive into the scope of Lotta's responsibilities. At the moment, we're facing quite some uh, issues in the world. And, um, uh, first of all, which is very tangible, we, we talk about a lot about air pollution nowadays, and um, or we call about loads of children getting hit in cars or in traffic over the years. So there's many uh, issues in the world, and it, it's not typical uh, the Netherlands, it's not typical Russian, but it's a common issue. Is it different in Amsterdam? Because this is quite um, a fairy tale way of looking at the city. Um, I don't know if you've been when visited Amsterdam, but it's, it's beautiful, it's, but it's not uncommon for daily life. You hardly see any cars over there and it's mainly uh, focused around cycling and walking. But it wasn't always like that. Because um, what do we know about Amsterdam? Well, first of all, the interesting thing is that it's, it's a world village. It's not really a city, I would say, because it has only 835,000 people, which is in comparison to Moscow, 10 times smaller, eh, I guess. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that we we're outnumbered by bicycles. So we have more bicycles in the city than we have people. I have two bikes, but my husband has two as well. So you can imagine that you have a parking issue as well. 60% um, of the journeys of people in Amsterdam, of people coming to Amsterdam, is done by the bicycle, which is, which is a lot. We still think we could improve, but it's already a lot. If I compare it, for instance, with bicycle mayors in other cities in the world, for instance, uh, Panama City, it's less than 1%. So there's a, a lot of uh, advantages to achieve. We have 400 kilometers just in Amsterdam. In the Netherlands, 35,000 kilometers. But the interesting thing is, that it wasn't always like that. It has doubled since the 90s due to conscious effort. Lots of people always say, yeah, but that's Amsterdam or the Netherlands, that's bicycle heaven or it's walking heaven. But it's been a conscious effort of nearly 50 years. So what happened um, in between? Well, actually a couple of things which were kind of unpredictable. First of all, we had uh, huge riots going on in Amsterdam about children having killed in the streets. So back in the days, in the 70s, we, you had 3,000 children on an annual basis getting killed in the streets. So that caused a lot of riot. That helped. It was a huge movement. But secondly, in the 70s, there was a huge lack of fuel. So on Saturday and Sunday, people were not allowed to use the car. So people started cycling on the highway on Saturday and Sunday and came to think that it was not such a bad thing to experience daily life without a car. Okay, is there nothing to improve? Well, there's a lot to improve because I think every city and every country at a certain point reaches a new phase. So 
You can't imagine, but we have a lot of problems with parking bicycles. And maybe you think, well, I would like to have that problem because it's not a really bad problem, you would say. But in Amsterdam, it's a, it's a huge problem because people park it on bridges and etc. etc. So you see strange graveyards with uh, bicycles. And uh, on Twitter, they call it a bicycle parking porn. Yeah, but it's fun to see. And it's mostly photographed by, by tourists. About challenging for Amsterdam. One of the problems we face at the moment is that there are so many cyclists on the bicycle lanes that we have traffic jams with bicycles. And um, people feel less safe nowadays on the bicycle, not due to the fact that there's other traffic, but just because of the bicycles. And then there's the challenge of the parking, like I said before, but also by the fact that we have a new mobility forms. When I was walking through Moscow today, I saw a lot of people on those scooters, really interesting, on the pavement. They look really funky. So these forms of mobility we have as well. But should they stay in the bicycle lane or on the pavement? So every new form of mobility has a new challenge. Um, we have like small mini cars, etc., and they're at the moment parked everybody. So most people are irritated. And then again, there's new forming of law, etc. So every part of success has a downside of success. One of the main changes we made in society is this, this instead of organizing all roads in cities just to get as many cars through as possible, there's a shift which changed, okay, why can't we create infrastructure and say we need to have as many people moving through, which is a different thing. At the end, if you look at the amount of cars, there are not many people sitting in it. There's a lot of amount, a lot of cars, but not many people. It has a lot of square meters per car, but it doesn't have a lot of people in it. So this is interesting, yeah? Have you ever seen this image of the donut economy? It's of an economist, Kay Rayworth, and it's interesting because she says every form in society, whether it's mobility, water, food, or health, it's always the balance between the safe and adjust space for humanity, and it's the balance between a shortfall and an overshoot. So it's the balance between economic growth and at the same time taking care of an economic system. And I think it's no coincidence, she calls it the donut economy, but I think it's the bicycle economy, yeah? Because a lot of these challenges in societies can be addressed with the bicycle. But how? First, I think that by cycling, we could really improve a lot of health issues in life. So when I cycle to work, I've done my daily fitness, yeah? Second of all, it's mobility. Does mobility mean you're going from A to B, or does it mean you're going from A to proper education? Because when you're able to um, place yourself in a different, easily access other communities by bicycle, we call it education as well. A lot of places in the world that the first thing kids receive is a bicycle, because once you have a bicycle, you can access education. It's easier to become in contact with people when you're in the car or when you're in uh, other mo motorized traffic, you're, you're isolated and um, there's no carbon footprint, of course. I believe that uh, cycling is uh, also good for your sex life, honestly. Yeah, 
there's still research going on. And um, don't forget that if you're healthier, then you have a better work performance as well, or less people getting ill going to work. Or an interesting thing at the moment in, uh, in Amsterdam, they're doing research in the financial district. If we have get people in the car over there, it's a huge challenge. People in the financial district are not often on the bike, but there's also a lot of mental health issues being addressed with people being overworked and whether it helps if they start cycling more. Okay, again, it's no coincidence, it's a wheel. And we say cycling is more than transportation, it's transformation, it's transformation of society. And by framing it like this, it's more a solution than it's a real challenge. They say that Dutch kids are the happiest kids on earth. It's been researched for a long time already, and if you ask kids in many countries in the world, the Dutch kids are quite happy. I think it's because of the bicycle. Because it, once you have a bicycle, you can cycle away from your parents. There's no better thing than that, to cycle away from your parents, to have your own autonomy and independency. Yeah? Um, but also Amsterdam. It's classified as one of the best cities in the world. And people who come to Amsterdam often recognize that it is a really livable city. It's like to nice to walking. It's like to uh, cycle in. Okay, once a mayor of Amsterdam said, well, if you do something well, you can either build a huge wall or you can extend the table and invite others to join you as well. What I mean is that you can take these lessons to other cities, to other countries. And not only, let's say, okay, this is Amsterdam, we're going to put that lesson on New York because that doesn't work that way. I'm sure that the things we've done in Amsterdam don't automatically work here in Moscow. But it's a combination of getting inspired and at the same time try and implement new things. So, how do we create better ideas for Moscow? How do we create a sharper competition? Or how do you raise the bar for everybody to create a great society? Well, it starts with being aware. In a, in a way, you are uh, aware. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been here tonight. Yeah? But it's about the different stages, you know, being aware, being interested in changing it, and in a, a certain way of finding engagement of, or actually help advocating it. But it's kind of complicated. You need visionary and creative leadership if you want to move towards a cycling society. But where are you going to start? Well, we want new leaders and we want you. And therefore the Bicycle Mayor Network started. And the Bicycle Mayor Network is a network when I was elected, it had around eight people. I really can't remember. We were having a WhatsApp group of eight people, and I think it was on 24 hours a day because it was those bicycle mayors are, every, are everywhere on the uh, planet. But nowadays we have 70, around 70, and in the upcoming months we've got another 150 getting installed, often helped by other bicycle mayors, often helped by the Dutch embassy. embassy but it's really inspirational. Once there's a bicycle mayor in a country, there's others to come as well. For instance, in India, you've got 12 bicycle mayors and another 30 for the upcoming year. Okay, what can bicycle mayors do? Those are a voice and a face 
of a cycling community. And what is a cycling community? Because of course the cycling community in Amsterdam is completely different than I guess the cycling community in Moscow or Panama City or Mexico City, etc. Yeah, every country and every city has its own fate. The Netherlands hasn't always been that way. It took 50 years, but you just have to get started. Okay, I got elected in 2017. And of course, these are the things that are most important for me. It's about leadership, it's about innovation, it's about activation. I can't only do those, these presentations. What are you actually going to do? What do you want to achieve in life? And during your bicycle mayorship. Well, after I got elected, I think one and a half years ago, the first thing I did one month after was doing these kind of presentations. And I asked the audience, who came by bike? What do you think happened? In Amsterdam. Everybody. Yeah, the next presentation, same thing, next presentation. Kind of boring, but I did know I wasn't going to create any impact, of course, in Amsterdam with me doing presentations like that. Because we already have those 60% of people on the, daily, on the bike on a daily basis. But we still have those other 40% and we still have those issues of the bicycle parking or having crowded uh, bicycle lanes. So there was still a lot to address, but I knew I had to get some help. One of my goals was to create um, accessible and safe bicycle lanes for children. And you see a lot of children on the bike in the Netherlands, but they're often on the front of the back of the seat of the children, like you, see, you saw with mine, or they're in front of a cargo bike, yeah? Cargo, sometimes an e-cargo bike, because you need some extra assistance when you have big uh, children. So that was my aim, because I think if you start cycling at a young age, you continue cycling when you're older. So you invest in a young generation, and then you move on. So I started in a campaign which called Bicycle Heroes Wanted. Bicycle Heroes Wanted. So I addressed kids in the city, are you a bicycle hero? Then I want you to cooperate with me. And um, I visited a lot of schools. So sometimes I said I was the mayor of Amsterdam instead of the bicycle mayor of Amsterdam. They love it. And they actually started handing in loads of ideas. The only question I asked was, how do you want to cycle to school? In what way do you want to cycle to school? Really simple question. Of all those bicycle heroes, we selected a couple of bicycle heroes which could join the Designathon. And in the Designathon, they worked for a whole day to, to level their idea to a, to a new standard. So they had all different kind of machines and, and glue and etc. to express it. And then we had a final junior bicycle mayor, and this is Lotta. And she had a really simple, clever idea. I told you about the combination of the train tickets and the, and the bike. And those bikes are accessible on any train station, but not in children's version. So if you travel by family with the train, there's no way you continue with the bicycle. So she says, either there is a, a children's version or, I can sit, or, or there should be a seat on the back, but I demand my right as a child to have that kind of bike myself. Simple, unique day, quite practical, and uh, we're still talking about it with the train, national trainway system. Amsterdam is a small city, it's a problem, and it's a pain in the ass for loads of kids on the... Um, on the bicycle lane. But as a bicycle mayor, you have to do 
mayor stuff. Yeah, you have to cut a ribbon or you open things, and that's what she did. For instance, she um, opened a tour, a cycling tour in the Netherlands, which was a, or in Amsterdam, which was a really funky way of starting the community. Um, and this is a part of a campaign where we promote, for safety reasons, a light on your bike, which is a. Um, it was just before dark, and you can, uh, we were allowed to give all these lights away to people passing by. And what I really like about her, apart from the fact that she has a character like Pippi Longstocking, but she addresses a lot of um, uh, young people. So she inspires other to either wanted to become a junior bicycle mayor, or I got a lot of emails from parents saying, I do understand, because it's not only teaching your kids how to cycle, but it's also teaches me as a parent that if I want my kids to cycle, that I have to put effort in it. And then I have to guide them um, on the bike and show them a good example. And um, she was a bit overwhelmed with all the attention from the media, not only nationally, but also internationally. So we had an interview by uh, The Guardian and uh, Dutch people, uh, Dutch kids from nine-year-olds, they don't speak uh, good English, but at the same time, they, they find it quite boring, such interviews. So she doesn't really like the interviews thing, but it was uh, quite big because we, um, we had a Taiwanese uh, journalist coming over with The Guardian. We have the Dutch national newspapers. So it was a bit overwhelming because at the end, she really wanted to achieve that kind of uh, bicycle for children in the Netherlands. But I think um, that at the moment we're doing a second a run for a junior bicycle mayor, so it's 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 gonna uh, she's gonna change positions with in July, and it's e it's at the moment it's easier. We have more ideas from kids. We had to reach out to all the schools in the Netherlands, and um, and we had more ideas coming in, but also more organizations actually joining the project. So we had more money, more time, um, and um, I think we reached. Uh, 126,000 kids in the Netherlands, or in Amsterdam, which is um, one-seventh of the population in Amsterdam. So therefore we created more impact. Um, is this uh, unique, you think? Well, I think it's a, a sign of time that at the moment there's, there's the voice of kids you know, speaking out, and in a way, um, once a kid speaks, we tend to listen, because they often say something really good and Lotta doesn't have an official status she doesn't get paid she needs to go to school she can only help me on Saturday or Sunday but this girl quite famous at the moment Greta Thunberg she was on the uh, on the cover of the Times and um, on the list of being nominated for a Nobel Prize doesn't have an official status either but she can be extremely inspirational and uh, at the same time doesn't belong to anybody doesn't belong to an organization and has a complete independent status. And I think it's a sign of the time that, um, that kids can actually mean something and people tend to listen. Um, I believe that kids can play a very inspirational, um, are a very inspirational way of commuting to, to the rest of the society. Could she have done this alone? Well, when we were doing the interview for The Guardian, you could tell that apart from the fact that she doesn't speak English, that she just wants to have a bike for 
all the kids in Amsterdam. She doesn't have a, a huge concept of how the bicycle culture is, uh, is organized in the Netherlands or what she wants to achieve in the rest of the world. She just has a main focus on Amsterdam. So I think the, the concept is, is great because I represent, let's say, the professionals in Amsterdam. I represent the parents in Amsterdam, but she represents the a massive uh, community in Amsterdam uh, of kids. But together we work, we're twin. And, um, and she strengthened my position and that's what I do with her as well. I really think she's a colleague, but I have to admit something too. It's because of her that I stand here. But I couldn't have sent her. The junior bicycle mayor is a soft way to ask for attention. The really nice thing I think about uh, organizing the Junior Bicycle Mayor campaign is we, we were able to organize it locally in Amsterdam. But what I really like is the transformational effect of it because in uh, last October we had a meeting with all the bicycle mayors in Mexico City. And we were looking for opportunities to, to work together. And because whether you're in, in Mexico City, Moscow or any other place in the world, you know, what is the common, what is the thing you have in common? And all of a sudden we realized that the Junior Bicycle Mayor campaign, the Bicycle Mayor of the, uh, the Bicycle Hero campaign was something we could all, that could all connect us. So um, Lotta is going to do good things in Amsterdam and the next Junior Bicycle Mayor is going to do that too. But we're going to have a Junior Bicycle Mayor in Sao Paulo. We're going to have Junior Bicycle Mayors in India and they all represent the future. Because an eight-year-old is going to be a grown-up in 10 years time. So what kind of decisions is he or she going to make? Okay, it's an interesting way of, of, of scaling, scaling a certain local project to a global perspective. This lecture took place at Strelka in 2018 as part of Look Who's Talking Conference, a series of lectures, discussions, and workshops on involving children in cultural and architectural projects organized by the Strelka Institute and Polytechnic Museum. To browse the archive of our events, visit our YouTube channel via the link in the episode description. Bye!